Welcome everybody to Beyond Beyond the Box Set, where today we are reviewing Crazy Rich Asians. Crazy Rich Asians. That's not quite what I said, I think I said Asians. Asians. Crazy Rich Asians, Tommy <laughs> Sean Connery. Share. Yeah, or share. Oh, got a share was in this. That would have been pretty face tenfold. I mean, it would have defeated the point of, you know, having an all-Asian cast, but, mm. you know, we can forgive Cher. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of this? Oh, well... I mean, a little bit of context, we fell a little bit behind with our reviewing, recording of these episodes, just because we've been very busy with guest episodes and various other things. Mm-hmm. So we actually saw this film two weeks ago, maybe? Something like that, Something yeah. Like, yeah. So there's, it's kind of drifted from my memory. <laughs> it, well, actually, I think you said that like between the cinema and the bar we, we always go to after the cinema, you had already forgotten most of the film. Yeah, it was so really I, one I, of those. So I, I don't think that it's time that's done that. I think no, I think it might be a... Um, yeah, a product of, of the film itself. Mm. I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. It was fine. I think what this film had going for it... Well, f- first of all, the reason this film has been successful, or one of the reasons it's been so noteworthy, is that it is the first mainstream Hollywood release with an all-Asian cast in over 20 years. The last one was, I believe, the Joy Luck Club in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has been a huge, huge success. It's made over 200 million at the global box office already. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a big, big hit. And I think that's fantastic. I think it's really good to see representation. I think it's really good that this film is out there and, you know, is allowing people to see themselves reflected on, reflected on the screen who aren't necessarily just, you know, straight white people. That's always mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would also say this film is very well paced and it kind of knows yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like it, it, kept, it didn't drag too much. It kept the jokes coming. It moved, I don't know what the running time was, but it moved along at a nice brisk pace. There were no points when I was like, oh God, when is this going to end? Um, and yeah, it had to, I, remember, I remember laughing a lot. It's kind of very shiny and pretty and you know nice to look at. Like It was a perfectly pleasant cinematic viewing experience. Mm. And that being said, <laughs> I think it was also really, really shallow and paper thin. Absolutely, yes. There was... There was almost no tension to this film at all. No. The, 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 there was no tension, barely any conflict. No. I think um, you said after we worked out that you got maybe an hour in and you were like, I still don't know what the plot's going to be. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't think it ever really landed on one. Well, it sort of does. Yeah, like, it It takes a while to sort of tell you what's going to happen in the film. Like, this is how, how films work. They tell you what the plot's going to be. Yeah. Um and then the question is how it's all going to run and is that going to happen or is it not going to happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. This one, it doesn't do that until about halfway through the film. Yeah. So for ages, it's just little bits going on. Like, yeah, well, you, you do know that the main character is coming over from New York or something mm-hmm. um, to go to her boyfriend's brother's wedding. Yeah. But it, it doesn't kind of tell you that that's what the whole film is going to be. No. So very quick plot summary. Um, not No spoilers, but not that this film is really a spoilerist kind of film. So it stars Constance Wu as a Asian-American um, working as a professor or something. Mm. And she, she's because the thing is that she's really good at predicting gambling. Not that that really pays off into the plot particularly, but mm-hmm. she's some kind of teacher or lecturer or professor. So she's kind of like upper middle, upper middle class maybe, but she's only she's like maybe late twenties, early thirties. She's mm. young. So this is well, the, the fact that anyway, she's got this boyfriend who's been she's been dating for about a year, played by Henry Golding, um, and 
they go to he invites her to join him on on a trip to Singapore for, to attend the wedding of his best friend I think he, his, his brother oh was it I thought it was his best friend I could swear it was his brother maybe it's maybe maybe it's his brother I don't think it matters because it's all family isn't it I thought it was friends I, do, I, I mean it, sure. well, no, it, 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 it plays it no part in the plot whatsoever yeah. I just think it's Michelle Yeo never got Michelle Yeo never got a conversation with the it wasn't like she was the mother of the groom mm, yeah true maybe she was I don't know um, it doesn't matter mm. it, it, it's, it's a reason for them to go to Singapore as they get on the plane they go into, they step into first class and Constance Wu is like we can't afford this and at that, only at that point, after like a year of dating, <laughs> does he reveal that he is in fact uh, a member of the second richest family? No, no, he, doesn't no he, he doesn't say that. He, he just says that like, oh no, we can't, we can't afford this, or should I say, my family can afford this. Yeah, and he doesn't, he doesn't go on to explain like how rich his family are or who mm-hmm. his family is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know why he doesn't explain. <laughs> For I think plot, it's, yeah. it's, it's it's only because so that she can have some some comical mishaps of like. Oh yeah, I'm dating this guy. What? You yeah. mean you're dating like the Prince Harry of, of this country? <laughs> yeah, it's basically what it is. Yeah, it was like she's dating a Trump son or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, like... <laughs> um, but yeah, so she arrives in Singapore and finds that oh my god, her boyfriend is the so, old, eldest son, I think, of the wealthiest, second wealthiest family I mean, in it, Singapore. It would be like if Prince Harry just went to some other country that's not connected to, to not connected to the Commonwealth, like America, start... maybe. That doesn't know about the royal family that much. Oh, sure. Okay, fine. And just started dating somebody and then took them back to Britain and just mm. said, oh, yeah, my family's got money. Yeah. And that was the explanation. My family's got money. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I wish <laughs> Meghan Markle had, like, never heard of the British royal family. <laughs> <laughs> she just kind of pulled this Ed Sheeran looking guy and yeah. thought, like, oh, he seems well-spoken and nice and British. And then, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's that, basically. Which... You know, my wedding is going to be watched by billions of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so that happens, and then so the the main bulk of the film is that her trying to kind of, I guess, navigate this super wealthy world, and mm. you know, the mother, there's the, the mother-in-law played by Michelle Yeoh, who I absolutely love. What's Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh. I don't know. Yeah, probably is Yeoh. Okay. Yeah. But despite being unable to pronounce her name, I find her to be fantastic. I mm-hmm. always like her. Yeah. And she's very good in this as the kind of imperious, kind of rich matriarch, kind of, you know, very mm-hmm. intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. But like you said, there's not a whole lot of conflict because it's a rom-com. And I can appreciate mm. that rom-coms, a lot of them are like, they're, they're all about the fantasy and like the pretty things and like the princess narrative, which this definitely mm. has to a degree. But because she starts off in a relationship with the boyfriend mm. and they never... Well, spoiler alert, they break up briefly at the end. Yeah. And then, oh, you know, oh, shocker, this film has a happy ending, so it doesn't end on a sad note. But on the whole, their relationship seems fairly stable, mm-hmm. apart from the fact that he routinely lies to her, which they mm-hmm. never really address, <laughs> or hides things from her. <laughs> but other than that, their relationship is good. It's not kind of a will-they-won't-they kind of story. No, not really. It's not a romance, because they're not really together for a lot of the film. Mm. So a lot of it is just, yeah, random, awkward moments. Yeah, it's, it's strange. Mm. Now, I do want to go back a bit, because you said just then... Um, that this film has done really well at the box office, made yes. over two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Now it has. I just looked it up. It's currently at two hundred and seven point two million dollars. Okay. Um, well, you need two hundred million dollars to get in the top seven hundred and fifty on the box office. Sure. I'm not is, saying it's the new Iron Man, which, 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 which is not great. No. So I would like to just go through some recent films which are on this list, which uh, have done better. Sure. So the Nun. The Nun did better. Has this? already made two hundred ninety-three million. Really. Mm-hmm. That uh, surprises me. Skyscrapers on 301. 
Less surprising, but okay. Mamma Mia, here we go again, 388. Fair enough, that's been out all summer, and it's done phenomenally well. Hotel Transylvania 3, Summer Vacation, 508. Yeah, kids' film, sure. The Meg, 517. Jason Statham, sure. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 620. Marvel, sure. And then we're getting onto the first page where we've got Deadpool 2, Mission Impossible Fallout, and... Um... Well, they gr- all of those films gross less than... The no. Oh no, you go more. I'm going upwards. Oh, and sorry. Okay. Incredibles two, and then Jurassic World: Fallen okay. Kingdom. But um, yeah, The Nun, The Meg, Skyscraper. Sure. They, they've all made a considerable amount of more money than this. Fair enough. But I mean, which for... is weird because I did hear that this film was doing extremely well. So yeah. maybe it had like a large opening weekend and then a massive, massive drop off. No, I don't think that's the case. I think what it is is it's doing really well for what it is, which is a rom com. Mm. Rom-coms these days, it's quite rare for them to make that much money. And also because it's a rom-com that doesn't have a big Western star in it. You know, mm. if a Julia Roberts... Well, actually, Julia Roberts would probably struggle to do a 200 million film now. But, um, <laughs> I don't know, if it was a rom-com with Jennifer Lawrence or, you know, mm. something like that, or it was the next Twilight film, mm-hmm. not that they're rom-coms, not intentionally. But, um, yeah. Your knowledge of rom-coms is awful. It's not great. It's not great, no. <laughs> it's kind of stuck in the past. I'm pretty sure Jennifer like, Lawrence doesn't do rom-coms. No, she never has, but... Well, Gen- Jennifer Aniston. Sure, but she's like fifty now. She still she did Wear the Millers like a couple of years ago. No, no, she does. I'm just trying to think of who's like I'm trying to think who's the current rom com queen. And I was thinking, I think rom coms are kind of out of fashion. They are. I feel like this yeah. film is maybe bringing rom coms. The reason this film is noteworthy is a all Asian um, cast and b it's bringing the rom com back. What's her face from the holiday? Kate Winslet. <sighs> Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Yes. Well, she hasn't done a film in ages. Yeah, but she does rom coms. She, yeah, she, she's your rom com girl. Bridget yeah. Jones. Yeah, that, in fact, yeah. It, unless you count the Mamma Mia films, which are kind of a different beast because they're mm. musicals and ABBA. Yeah. The last one I can think of, I'm sure there has been one since, but the last big, big blockbuster rom com was Jones the last Bridget Jones' baby. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And that was a whole franchise. And this, to be fair, is based on a book, mm-hmm. which was apparently a bestseller. I've never read it. I hadn't really heard of it, but apparently the book is very popular. Well, so. I'm actually surprised at where it's made its money. So it's mm-hmm. made 77% of its money in the US. Yeah. Which I was thinking it's going to be much more of a, an international hit, especially in different Asian countries. When sure. you look at films like The Meg and Skyscraper, mm. both set in about in, in the same area of the world as this film, yeah. they've done really well um, mm. in those places. But I think those two films, again, they're action films, but they also combined an American cast with an Asian cast. Mm. So I think it's kind of like, whereas I think, because this film is about... Well, yeah, because this film is, is, is an all-Asian cast, it, and it's kind of... But I think it's a very American-style film, in a way. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there are rom-coms in Singapore, in China, in Japan, you know, getting released all the time, or yeah. at least occasionally. So I don't think the novelty of, oh, well, it's all Asian people, would be that big of a novelty there. Whereas in America, if you're like an Asian-American person, you know, which is a huge community, a huge culture, then you probably don't see yourself up there very much. So that might mm-hmm. be why America... Like when My Big Fat Greek Wedding came out. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that made, film made a lot of money in Greece, mm-hmm. but it also made a lot of money in America and in Britain, because there's lots of people of Greek descent who yeah. have Greek families who, you know, follow Greek traditions who recognise themselves and that's why that film did well. So I think it's probably more similar to that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it probably does make more money in English language places because it's tapping into these cultures that don't often get to see themselves on screen. And it also, and also I'm, you know, we saw it, we're not Asian, you know. Mm-hmm. But also people just see it because it has good reviews. We'll watch it. anything, yeah. What? We'll watch anything. Well, we will, to be true, to be fair, yeah. But okay. maybe it's also caught onto like a general rom-com. Mm-hmm. Maybe people were just waiting for a rom-com. And it's been a while since it's been a good one, and this one's made some money. So yeah, maybe. Yeah, but, but yeah, but either as it didn't teach me anything about like the culture of the like the, the culture of like weddings and stuff in Singapore, other than the fact that they these people spend an obscene amount of money. But yeah. it also didn't really teach me anything about what it is to be that wealthy. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's there's a really interesting film there where about somebody who's not from a super wealthy background going into this environment and having to kind of figure out how to deal with it and stuff and how pe- how these people operate. But I don't think it ever really said anything that made me think, oh, I guess that's what it's like. It just felt like, yeah, they're super rich, but it didn't, didn't really comment on it apart from, oh, look how rich they are. It's mm. crazy. Mm. You know what I mean? It never really got into like the social dynamics of it particularly. Yeah, it never really showed like the the problems that they have being yeah. rich. Like, totally, yeah. Rich people have problems too, very different problems to people who aren't rich. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, they could have made a bit of a comment there of just like, look, being rich isn't everything. No, and it doesn't... Like it, being rich won't solve all your problems. No, and it doesn't really critique it either. Yeah. There were times with this film when, and I appreciate it, as I say, it's a romantic comedy. There are loads of romantic comedies that involve millionaires and this kind of fa- kind of very mater- materialistic fantasy, you know, like Pretty Woman with the, the millionaire swoops in and saves her, you know, all those kind of films. Mm. Like, that's fine. Like, it is what it is. It's a trope. But I felt it because they were so rich. There were times when it it was... I found myself laughing at how tacky and tasteless everything seemed Mm -hmm. because it was so over the top and everything was really just too much. But I didn't know... I never got the sense that the film was was encouraging me to laugh at that or it was just supposed to be like, oh, this is how it is. Mm -hmm. Like, so... I, I think I would have liked a little bit more of a kind of conflict between her kind of very down to earth New York lifestyle and this suddenly being thrust into this incredibly opulent waste at no point does she say you know what maybe this money could be better spent elsewhere mm. why spend you know three, 50 million on a wedding when you know that could feed you could do that set up a charity you spend that money to invest in yeah. the, the local businesses you could do so much with that mm-hmm. and like I say I'm not expecting this film to get super real it is a fluffy rom-com but yeah it just didn't have anything to say I don't think and I think if, if this film was made the exact same way, but all the characters were white. I think it would nowhere near be as well received. I think a lot of people would have a lot more problems with it. Mm, I don't know, because if it was white, then uh, sorry, if the, if the people were white, then there'd probably be some bigger names. Sure, yeah, um, or names that you and me are going to recognise. I mm. should say, and uh, for that reason, I think it would make a lot more money. It would. It would be more. But I think it would be more criticised if, if this had the cast of Friends, for example. Sure, yeah. But I mean, but, but I just mean in terms of like, yeah, let's, because it was really like, it, imagine if she did find out she was engaged to like one of the Trump sons or something like, mm. well, that, that is, that be, sounds like the plot of a very funny movie. Yeah. But I mean, if the film didn't address the wealth gap and the, the privilege, then critics, I think, would have a lot of problems with it. But because this film, and I'm not saying this is a bad thing, like I said, I'm really glad that there's representation and this film is out there and doing that. That's great. But I, I do think if this film was not... Am I not, not an Asian cast? If it was just you know, white American, I don't think the plot holds up. Mm-hmm. I think it's doing well and being praised because of what it represents more than what its kind of artistic merits are, which I don't think there's sure. many. Yeah, uh, but like I didn't hate it. Like I said, I thought it was perfectly enjoyable. But mm. yeah, there were just scenes when it just it was so it went so far into the realms of tack tack tacky in terms of the wealth, like. Like the the wedding scene, for example. Mm, at the end. At the end, yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> if I went to a wedding, I don't know, this really annoyed me. Like, And maybe this was supposed to be to be laughed at. If I went to a wedding, and, you know, it's a very expensive, fancy wedding, and I wore my best suit, mm-hmm. and I'm standing there in the aisle, you know, just mm. as a guest, mm-hmm. and they fucking poured, like, a gallon of water down the aisle so the bride could, like, have, have a mermaid fantasy, I would be so angry. Oh, well, I didn't get the impression that that was going down through all the seats. Do you not think... Well, how was it not? They just poured... Was there like a... Maybe there was like a step up to the oh, seats. Oh, maybe I didn't perhaps. Really, I, can't I don't know. Okay. I mean, that wouldn't cost much in the grand scheme of things. Sure. When you're spending 15 million on a, on a, on a, on a wedding. Sure. Yeah, so I assumed it was that. Fair enough. Um, 
But like I, I was thinking at that point when she gets up, uh, gets up onto the steps at the end, mm. you know, at, at the altar, um, like her dress isn't wet no. because it, it looks very nice when she's standing in this river. Yeah, it's a nice effect. Um, for sure, yeah, it, it it looks really good, and there's other people like the people, the kids that holding up bits of it, bits of her dress at the back, but yeah. the majority of it is getting wet. Mm. But then when she's standing at the top, when she's not standing in a river, it's going to be like okay, well. Clearly, everything from your ankles downwards is drenched. It's going to just work its way up. Yeah. It's going to stink. It's going <laughs> to yeah. be awful. Yeah, it really would. And I get there was one joke in that that did feel like it was commenting on it when it kind of said, um, "How much did they spend on this? Like fifty million on this wedding or something?" And then I think Michelle Yeo, Michelle Yeo says, Ugh, "We're Methodists. We we cap at twenty five. Like yeah. <laughs> that's so extreme. Twenty five yeah. million is the max for a wedding." Um, but yeah, any particular characters or scenes that stuck out to you that you enjoyed or uh, not scenes. I think, but uh, characters, yeah, I've forgotten her name, but uh, the one who was in Ocean's 8. Oh, Aquafina. Yeah. How could you forget that name? Mm-hmm. Every time I say it, it's like, I can't believe that's the name of an actual actress. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's on her birth certificate, but you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah, she was great. She played like the sassy best friend um, who is, I can't remember how she knows the main girl, because she appears to live in this kind of very rich Singapore community. Mm. But at some point they've been friends. I think they were college buddies or something, and then maybe yeah. she went back to Singapore. Anyway, and she's just, yeah, I think she's much better used in this than she was in Ocean's Thirteen, eight, eight. Sorry, Ocean's Eight. When she didn't really have a lot to do, mm. she got more to do here. She was very funny. She had a lot of the best lines. Mm-hmm. Like Ocean, Ocean's Eight, was she quite quiet? She was the one who was the thief. I don't think she was quiet. She still had that whole. I think the character. Was she the she one plays. who climbed under the to- toilet cubicles. Yes. Yeah, she was quite quiet. She didn't have much to much to say. She didn't get much to say, but I think her character was similar to this one in the sense that it's similar to her real persona. Like she, I think she was still kind of quite. I don't know what's the word. But I don't think she was like shy. I think she just didn't get much to say because she just didn't get many scenes. She didn't have a screen time. Sure, sure, yeah. yeah. But like in this one, she had loads to say. She did absolutely, yeah. Like she was easily the standout best character. Yeah, well, she got yeah, she got just got more scenes. She was just in it more. The problem yeah. with Ocean's Eight is that apart from Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett, nobody had any screen time. No, <laughs> it was just no. Yeah. Like Rihanna was in that movie for all of five minutes. You mm. know, like. Um, but. Yeah, no, I enjoyed her a lot. She was very funny. She had a lot of the best lines, good reactions. She was like, she was like the character who comments on everything. From, mm. you know, she's the audience substitute. Like, whoa, yeah. this is crazy. Uh, I did not care for Ken Jong as her dad. I think he was playing her dad. Yeah, uh, no, her yeah, yeah, her friend's dad. Yeah, her friend's dad. Yeah, um, I mean, Aquafina's dad. Yeah, Aquafina's yeah. dad. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a weird family match, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think they just kind of went to every. Uh, every Asian-looking actor who's in America and just said, like, yeah. w- w- would you like a place in this film? Yeah, they made room for a lot of the ones you see in other things, yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the case of, like, Michelle Yeoh, great. Well, yeah, she's really, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, she she's never not fantastic. So. No, true, yeah. But yeah, I've realised I don't really care for Ken Jeong. Mm-hmm. Like, he's fun in Community. I liked him in Community in the early seasons. It's because he's well-written in Community. I'd say all, th- all through Community, he's, he's pretty good, but it's because he's well-written yeah. and everybody else is at the same volume as him. Yes, that's true, because they're all kind of... Freaks it, in their own yeah, ways, it, yeah. It, it's all a bit crazy. Yeah. Whereas in this, I mean, to be fair, Aquafine is not far off. Yeah, there's still a lot of kind of, kind of very cartoonish characters, but yeah, as I know, it's just like when I see him. I feel like in Community, he's he was used well in the first few seasons because he was like very much a supporting character. Mm-hmm. But by the end, they were really relying on him too much and they were overusing him. In my opinion, well, it's because they lost a lot of main characters. Well, true, yeah, exactly. But by the end, I was just like, oh, I'm, I'm sick of you now. Mm. And yeah, every time I see him in a film, it's just like, oh, it's you. You're doing this again. Like, mm-hmm. he's always doing the same kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of, he's not in this too much, so it didn't bother me particularly. But every time he was on screen, I was just like, oh, 
Oh, I hope you go away against it. He, he did have some weird bits where, like only, only sort of background bits in different scenes where he was being quite sensible. Mm-hmm. Like when um, near the end, when the main character, whose name I do not know, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, when she, uh, you know, kind of, kind of splits up with her boyfriend. Yeah, because he proposes to her or something. Oh, because the mum says you'll never be good enough for this family. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Michelle Yeoh's a bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then when she's crying in bed and stuff, like Ken Young comes in, sort of in the background, and his kids give her food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's been really sensible there, and it's just like, this is weird. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly not the focus of the scene. He's not even in focus. Yeah. But, Which uh, is the fact that he's not stealing the scene and like yeah. being annoying in itself is weird, yeah. Because you yeah. just crowned for him to be like distracting. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, other characters. So yeah, Michelle Yeoh, she was my, my standout, I think. Mm. She's very good at that, playing that kind of regal. I really liked that scene at the beginning that they never really went back to when she's younger and she's just married the guy. In London? In London, yeah, she goes to the hotel. Yeah, but why was that there? What was that for? Exactly, that felt like it was from a different film. Yeah. A film that actually had something to say about like yeah. culture and racism and stuff. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Mm. Actually, yeah, because yeah, that one really did sort of kick off with a... With a bit of a like, okay, we're going to make some points in this yeah, film. Yeah, because it kind of it, the idea is that she arouses, she's married to this, already married to this multimillionaire, but she arrives late at this hotel, and people, the hotel people assume because she's Asian that she's poor and that she can't afford to be there, and she's treated like shit. Mm. And then when they find out who she's married to, they treat her really nicely. Mm. It's like to be like fuck you moments. Well, like somebody, one of their esteemed guests, comes down and says, "Oh yeah, she owns the hotel now." Yeah, 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 exactly. Like what? Well, I guess <laughs> What's it's, going on? Yeah. Was 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 this man who just came down? Um, like in a in a very fancy red dressing gown. <laughs> he was, yeah. <laughs> um, like who, who looks like he is the king of England. Um, d- d- did he just make her the, the head of the hotel? Or was <laughs> there somebody a, else? And is he just spreading the news? A spot promotion. Like, yeah. <laughs> she, she's your boss now, I've yeah. decided. Yeah, yeah like well, what's going on there? <laughs> he, I guess he just reads the society page. It's like, oh, it's Mrs. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to see more of that. Yeah, no, that, yeah, that felt like a more interesting film. Yeah, it did. Michelle Yeo, like marrying into wealth and scrapping her way through. Well, didn't you say there's a few books? Yeah, so maybe there's... I really cool. hope that all the other books are based on just that. Yeah, just prequels, yeah. yeah. I have no idea but if that's <laughs> the case, but I hope so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and there was also the other, the other character, I think, that... Well, there was Cousin Oliver, who was like your typical rom-com generic kind of gay sidekick. Mm. Although, I, even though I'm kind of really bored of that stereotype, he did it, as always is the case with these characters, he did have a lot, quite a few of the funnier lines. Like He had... Uh, I, I liked don't, it, I don't but, remember. Do you remember the character, though? Cousin Oliver? Oh, the one who was just a, a bit too crazy. Um, who, like, uh, at, at the end of the wedding, all the best men are wearing their black suits and he's wearing, like, a, a gold patterned suit. Yeah, he's just this very, like, flamboyant, sassy gay. Yeah, and, he, and, and he's the guy that, at the stag party on the ship, he, isn't he, he, he probably kills a stripper. Oh, no, not him. Oh, no. No, no, he's not gay. Well, he, I don't think he was coded as gay. Oh, no, you're I, thinking about... I, I missed the bit where you said gay. <laughs> oh, sorry, no. No, 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 not him. Um, the, the, he helps... Our main character, Constance Wu, out. He's like the. He says he's the he's the, he's the, the rainbow sheep of the family. That's one line he has. Is he the guy who um, he has the glasses? He's a bit chubby. Give him the give him the all his costumes and stuff. Yeah, yeah. He says, "Oh, it's about time." Um, and whatever Michelle Yeoh's yep, name yep, is. Yep, yep, No, I remember now. Yeah, I, got I, I, I had forgotten. Yeah, but don't tell her about that because I, I I was never here. Kind of thing. Yeah, he was okay. He was funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, he was good. He was fine. Yeah, he provided some pretty. Easy comic relief. Did he have a partner? No, I don't think he did. No, they're always sexless in these films. Gay characters in these kind of films are always completely sexless. Right. Oh, I could swear there was somebody else. Unless I missed that. 
Mm. At best, they normally get to like make eyes or something across or, the room over the credits. Like, or maybe I'm thinking of Mrs. Doubtfire. So. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, it's all. It's been a while. It's all kind of yeah. melded into one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, did you notice there were a lot of very like Chinese covers of English language pop songs in this film? Of course, I noticed. Yeah, because because every now and then they'd be like, "Oh, this sounds familiar." Wait, what is this? Mm. This sounds so familiar. But oh, oh wait, it's in a different language. All right, okay. Mm, getting out tell me ages every single time like till the very end of the song yeah. just like oh it's yellow by Coldplay that was what I noticed why, why are they playing yellow by yeah. Coldplay <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if that's a thing maybe there is like a huge culture of like in Asia of, of like western pop songs being covered by Asian singers and mm. they could have made a joke out of that but instead it was just like oh you know made a, it just kind of like oh okay it's Mickey in Mandarin alright <laughs> fine like, it wasn't it was never like diegetics of the scene it was always just like background music it was, mm. yeah because I would have liked to have heard some actual like you know Chinese music, maybe, or some Singaporean wedding songs, but I don't know they exist, but I don't know. Just weird, weird choice. Mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's accurate. I don't know. Uh, do you remember the other? Do you remember the other subplot that really didn't pay off with the woman who it's in some way related to the family whose husband is having an affair? Yeah, that was really underwritten. What was the relationship there to to, to everybody else? I have no idea. Because was he a brother? I just assumed that everybody were everybody was brothers. Sure, they, or cousins or it's a, well, yeah, extended family. I don't know because she was. It felt like she was like they were barely in it. Every now and again, the film would just stop and t- take us to these new, these characters who had these mm. marital issues. And at the end of this very kind of dramatic scene where she's like, "I can't make you a man. That's not my job. I can't make you something you're not." Mm. No, um, and it's like, oh, it, oh, this this got serious. But who are you? Why do we care about this? Like, mm. yeah. it didn't feel like it built that character up or the, that relationship up and integrated it with the rest of the film. No. It was like a weird side plot that wasn't really mm. doing anything. Yeah, that's all I've got to say on that, really, because yeah. that's all there was to it, really. Like, yeah, it was there. Yeah, which is, well, <laughs> yeah, which is like, a lot of this film. It's like, things happened, it was like there, and it wasn't offensive or boring, but it was just like, okay. Mm. And moving on. Like, yeah, yeah. It didn't really hang together. There were, lots, there were lots of competing plot strands that never really came together. Yeah. Like with the boyfriend slash fiance. It could have been his... really good if everything just came together in the last yeah. couple of scenes. Totally, yeah. Bit more focused, but like in a, in, a, in a bigger way, rather than just being like, "Oh, yeah, we're just doing the wedding thing." Yeah, and yeah, she 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 does like him. But yeah, she she agrees to marry him or whatever. It felt like maybe three or four different plots, plot strands, all off on their own adventures, and never really came together particularly. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, as you mentioned, the the fiance goes off to, you know, some island somewhere with his inappropriate friend who may or may not kill a stripper, mm-hmm. and but that only gets a couple of minutes of screen time, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really add, add add anything in particular. Like, there's no tension where like the boyfriend maybe almost cheats on his girlfriend or anything there's none of the things you'd expect it's just like yeah. oh we're on this island now and oh that happened and oh and, and he's back like yeah it, it, it didn't build to anything yeah. it didn't just didn't build to anything anyway uh, I think I'm about done what would you rate this film unless you have any further comments no I've got no more comments because like I say it was a while ago and it's a very forgettable film yeah. anyway yeah um, what I rate it so you know it, it, it didn't feel like it was it wasn't bad. It wasn't offensive. So I feel bad giving it a low score. Yeah. But it means nothing to me. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it a five. A five. The, the most neutral score you can give it out of ten. Fair enough. I'll give it a six. Because it entertained me. Yeah. And I think it did good things. Even though, as I said, I think a lot of it... I had some issues with a lot of it in terms of the way it portrayed wealth and didn't really have anything to say about privilege or, you know, waste or, you know, responsibility, whatever. But for a fluffy rom-com, mm. brainless... I don't know if I'll, I can't imagine I'll ever watch it again. You yeah. Know, like, it's not one, because there's loads of rom, fluffy rom coms. I love Pretty Woman's really funny. I love a lot of Drew Barrymore rom coms. Um, mm. 
Yeah, when Harry met Sally, fantastic. So many good films. This, this, yeah, this feels like, yeah, it, it's very much like literally popcorn. It's like you ate it, it tasted nice, and then it added no nutrition to your life in any way, shape, or form. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and sequels, well, I think we've covered just more Michelle Yeoh. Oh Michelle yeah, Yeoh prequel. Yeah, yeah, easily. More, more her. No, the main girl was fine. She mm. was a good actress, but she had no personality. The character had no personality. Mm. So yeah, we'll see. Apparently, there is a sequel already in production because I, I, I want an Aquafina spin-off yeah that could work too more mm. of her just more of the good characters yeah uh, cool well or, have... or, or Aquafina after the events of this film she's now trying to she, she's sort of leaning on those small little events to try and get into the yeah. high society yeah well I mean that's the thing as, as... but like very clearly she is not a high society girl yeah that's what I mean as perfectly decent as Constance Wu was imagine this whole film but instead he's been dating Aquafina brilliant like this brash kind of hip, mm. New York hipster says what she thinks is is in no way going to fit into this world? Yeah, because like Constance Wu, she's fine. Yeah, she's like, pretty. She, she she's not offensive. No, she she's, she's smart. Polite, yeah. She's a doctor, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, it's not like she's been pulled <laughs> up off the street. Yeah, exactly. Um, like there's a scene we didn't talk about just very quickly. There's a scene where again with a brief moment that never really goes anywhere. Where remember she goes to the party on the island and then they put like fish guts all over her bed and it's, it's really gross. And yeah. It's like gold digging slot or something. It's yeah, like, yeah. Oh god, yeah. wow, they really hate her. And then she wins them round just by wearing a pretty dress. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's women for yeah, you. Exactly. Imagine that, but with Aquafina being like, "Fuck these bitches!" Like, yeah. that's a much more entertaining film. Oh god, it would be, yeah. Yeah. Because then it would be like the guy, the guy was like, "Oh no, I love, I love this woman, and I'm gonna." Well, the plot that essentially happened of like, "I'm gonna love, I, I love this woman, I'm gonna leave my family yeah. to be with this woman because she's not accepted by my family," which makes perfect sense if it's Aquafina. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because <laughs> she just does not fit in. Yeah, this girl like is. A very valid, you know. Yeah. Not not that I think those two actually have chemistry together. No, not really. No. That was another issue. <laughs> yeah, you'd no. need you'd need somebody else. Yeah. Cool. Well, if you want to see some fluffy rom com, and why not? We've seen plenty of brain dead action films. So, mm. you know. If you like rom coms, I would say you'd probably enjoy this, but keep your expectations modest. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great. Okay, that's that done. See you in a bit. See Bye. you later. Bye. Let's go beyond. Beyond the box set.